You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I've fallen, and I can't get up! On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. Hello, handsome. Is that a 10-gallon hat? Or are you just enjoying the show? Jesus. He does that just to annoy me. I just want you to understand that. Right off the top. Christmas is over. All done. We're getting ready to start a new year. And he's still got to play them goddamn jingle bells. Oh. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome aboard. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network from the... ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, the chief uh, provocateur himself, the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good Good morning, kids and kittens, and that is Ojan Provocateur. Ojan Provocateur. Okay. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you had a lovely holiday yesterday. It was exactly what you needed it to be or wanted it to be. Uh, we appreciate you joining us here in the uh, in the big, big radio TFI 50,000-watt uh, studio. What am I talking about? We don't have a tower. We're, we're on the interweb. But anyway, here we are. Here's John and I, and uh, we made it through. Well, almost. We're almost through the holiday season. We just got to get past one more week. One more week, and and then we're good to go. Uh, Reported sightings of uh, large fat men breaking into homes all over the world the other night, and uh, reindeer poop all over the streets. It's just sad. It's just sad. But uh, greetings, John. And before we get started, for one final time this year... It's, it's in the lockbox. Thank you. It's in the lockbox. Good morning, John. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gil Christ, will you please take them damn jingle bells from him right Gil, now? Gil Christ is in major league pouting right now. You know, yesterday was his brother's birthday, or at least what they celebrate. You know, and then, then there's the real birthday in March. Which nobody is pretty low key. He doesn't get too worked up about that. But oh, oh, he came. Oh, he got back here to the uh, ooh, to the executive tower. He uh, he was roaming around, knocking over construction equipment. We're dangerously close to reopening the top three hundred and sixteen floors. 
dangerously close. We've got most of the dust out. Uh, speaking of dust, we had snow the other day. Yeah, we're, we're expecting, I think they're saying two to four here uh, overnight tonight, just in time for me to have to go out and work, uh, work in it tomorrow. So. Well, they, they had called for a little bit of snow, nothing, no accumulation, and I happened to get up. Uh, it was about five o'clock in the morning, and I walked outside just to see what the weather looked like, and I was pleasantly surprised to see the cars covered. Uh, there was white stuff on the ground. It wasn't going to last, and it didn't last. Once the sun came up, it was, it was all going. But apparently, it came down a nice, big, fluffy, uh, big, fluffy flakes, and you know, just the kind of snow I love. It's the snow I love to watch. But you don't want to have to ship. But it's the aftermath of it. You guys are better at snow than than we are here. So, uh, well, I don't know about you guys. I mean, you guys say you guys. I've got uh, I myself. Oh, that, I'm not going to sit and whine too loud here today. But I've told you about my reconstructed right knee, haven't I? Mm, no. Well, I, I back about thirty oh, some odd years ago, I I blew out my uh, right knee, blew out my ACL. I, uh-huh. I wish it was something heroic like playing football. No, I was mm-hmm. I was playing volleyball in somebody's backyard and stepped in a gopher hole, and I That's went gonna one happen. way and then the other way. The, be- uh, the better story is rescuing orphans from a burning building. Oh well, yes, of course. Absolutely. And then, of course, you had to stop on the. You had to go back in uh, to the pet store that was on the ground floor to save the puppies and kittens. Right. All the while, stopping to grab a few of the nuns and leading them out from the church that also shared the building. If you're going to tell the story, tell the story. Sorry, didn't get none. But, uh, uh, oh, jeez, you're a, you're a, you're a horror. So anyway, so your knee, blah blah blah. Go ahead. Oh, I I wound up having it reconstru- uh, reconstructed a uh, couple years afterwards after uh-huh. having my primary doctor telling me there was nothing wrong with it. Uh, I was just fat. Hmm. Uh, okay. But the uh, I wound up having it reconstructed, uh, and it's, it's held up very good up until a couple of days ago. Oh. Uh, now, I've had arthritis. Uh, I've had arthritis in that knee probably for the last four or five years now. And it's it's been bothering me. Well, yesterday, whatever, or day, a couple days ago, whatever I've had reconstructed in there somehow came undone or shifted or tore or something. But uh, if there wasn't a dresser to hold on to, you'd like be. I'd been done. I'd have done a, a face plant into the floor. <coughs> face plant. We're on face plant, yes. aren't we? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, so now I got to go to the. I'm going to have to go and see the ortho again and see if I can't figure out uh, my. The point of that story was. Oh, there that, was a point. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. There, there was. There was a point. The fact of the matter is, is that uh, if I didn't get out and do any shoveling before, definitely not going to be able to do any shoveling of our driveway now. All so, right, uh, and, and all that came out of, I mentioned we had a dusting of snow. Well, but we're going to get, we're actually going to get some snow. I get that. Two to four inches, or even maybe even a little more. You never know about these things. Yeah, well, that, that brings us to... 
It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, sponsored by Good Knees. Excuse me. Uber closed the week at $43.91, up $4.23 from last week. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at $44.18, up $4.67 from last week. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Boy, my knees are fine. Yeah, yeah, rub it in. Look at that. They're taking a they're taking a little upswing there. It's uh Well Jesus, you can't help but go up from what they've been doing here <laughs> there the was last month. So. Plenty of room to go down, I mean. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so and sadly I don't think I have any industry stories to even match with that. Uh Unfortunately, not a thing. They're, they're kind of think they're things kind of low on the radar right now. As no, far as transportation well, goes. Yeah, they have been for a while, which is again the explanation for why we don't do as much industry stuff. Because uh, other than regurgitating that Uber sucks and Lyft swallows, there's really not much to talk about right now. However, if you'd like to talk about it. Uh, you feel free. Give us a give us a holler, and uh, you know we. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I had a I had a cough there, and it it's it's, uh, it's not working well. Uh, where was I going with that, that? number? That number, by that... the way, is seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. That's the number. Uh, yeah, that's that's the ticket. Um, I actually did have a couple of uh, rides over the weekend as did far you know. as people taking real people to the airport. Good. And and I, I'm beginning to see why I really don't miss that business all that much. <laughs> Easy now. Easy now. Oh. Don't bite the hand. Oh. Well, what hand? The only reason we're getting the calls are now is, is A, Uber mm. has become increasing, increasingly unreliable. And if you can get an Uber, they are getting rather expensive. Right. Well, well, Uber is where we expected them to be, where they're charging the customers so much more and paying the drivers so much less. It's done a complete swing from when they started out, where they were paying the the the, the Dodgers, the drivers, a lot with cut rate fares for the customers. They've suckered them in, and. Uh, now people are starting to discover. Oh, oh, the taxi's been the same rate the whole time. They uh, they're consistent. Exactly. They're consistent, and I know what I'm going to pay. And after I pay, I don't have to. I'm not going to get charged anything. There's they're not going to go into my bank account and blah blah blah. And so all you got to do is do it with a smile, there, young Mister Shannon. If you want your business to come back, don't hold it I'm against them. I'm in a different situation though than than a lot of uh, cab drivers in this uh, in this country. Um, I, my regular Monday through Friday stuff that I do, I have I, plenty to do. I get that. But that being said, when you are doing regular taxi work, you have to, you have to continually resell to every passenger. Okay? You have to make your passengers feel like they made the right choice instead of well you know what i I had started calling cabs again and it was kind of okay and then i got this one miserable son of a bitch 
who uh, who's still mad at us for because we used Uber. Hey, John, I'm upset about it too. But you know what? They're coming back, and you've got Listen. to you've got to. As much as it pains me to say it, you've got to turn the other cheek. Listen, I was a I was the consummate professional. I thank them for for con- reaching out to me. Uh, that's one of the nice things about Facebook is that uh, they reached out to me. Uh, a couple of people. Uh, oh, they reached to you personally. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh well, even better. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they were good tippers and everything like that. It's just the fact that both of them were van loads. And when I mean van loads, I do mean Copy that. van loads. I get it. Uh, I get it. Uh, I used to have to explain to people this is not a bus, it's a minivan. It's and, uh, you can do you, you can do people or you can do luggage, but you can't do both. Well, and you've been doing you've been doing this long enough to know that you could tell the difference between the, a business traveler and a pleasure traveler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bus- business traveler, you know, he's got his uh Carry on. Lucky sometimes, yeah, his carry on. Mm. Half the time, he doesn't even check luggage. And uh, oh my God, <laughs> these last two days, these people, you could tell. Yesterday, they were getting ready to go on. They were going down to Fort Lauderdale. Oh, for a, cru- for a cruise. cruise. Oh, yep. yeah. Cruise passengers. Cruise passengers. <laughs> God bless them. Cru- oh, my God. Cruise. Cruise passengers do, do not know the difference between vacation and moving. Yeah, exactly. They bring everything they own. Once when I was driving a wheelchair accessible van, I got a call, and it was a wheelchair van call. Uh, and so I, I went to it, and it wasn't unusual. This was a Saturday morning. Saturday and Sunday mornings in Lauderdale are, are cruise ship times. That's when people are going and coming. The boats are breaking. There's five, six boats. And so it, it wasn't unusual, uh, you know, to get a call like that. And I'm thinking, great, this is ideal. This gets me down there. And there's still rides coming out of the port. This will be fantastic. Well, I pull up to the condo on the beach, high-rise condo in beautiful Pompano Beach, Florida. And I am met with luggage. Luggage like you wouldn't believe. The two passengers, a couple, were rather rather large people, if you know what I mean. Haven't haven't missed mm-hmm. the haven't missed the meal in quite a while. I loaded up the back of this van. Now mind you, this van uh was set up so that uh the wheelchair could roll right into the back. There's a ramp and oh. everything. So there's lots of space and the floor is lowered. I kid you not when I tell you, I had that van loaded, the back of that van, from the back of the second row seat all the way to the back glass, literally to the top, to the roof, window to window, side to side. <clears throat> These two fo- people? Two people going on a one-week cruise. Good Lord. Granted, they were big people, I, I but they Still. brought literally, ev- not a wheelchair to be found, by the way. And I was a little perturbed because, as it is, you know, people who need the wheelchair-accessible taxis have trouble getting them. Yeah. That's another story for another time. I won't go into that. But I was a little perturbed at them. They said, well, we needed to guarantee that we had a van. I said, jeez. You know, I said, I'm just curious. Did you tell them 
that you were in a wheelchair? Oh, yeah. Uh. I did not. Oh. What I did not say was remember, keep each of you have to stay on either side of the ship. Keep things oh. balanced out. They were not pleasant people. Not pleasant mm. people at all. They, they tipped me for my trouble because of all the bags. But uh, not pleasant people at all. Can, would you, can you be here next week to pick us up? No, I'm sorry. I'll be busy. How do you know? I just know. We're taking people who actually need this wheelchair van who yeah. would not be able to travel otherwise. Look, I'll tell you the truth. I wouldn't have minded had they had I run into them in the course of the week. And they said, "Oh, geez, we're going to we're going on a cruise. We got a lot of luggage. Can we call you directly?" That's one thing. Absolutely, you stumbled into a guy who has the right vehicle for you. Boom! Here's my number. I'd be happy to help you out. But you call into dispatch and say, "We have a wheelchair." Anyway, what else we got? What else we got? Well, and I just, I'm just thinking of this, with this. I mean, you probably had a van. You probably had vans that all you had to done was just. Uh, Lowered the no. lowered the seats. No, we did not. You didn't have it at that, those at that time. Not at that time. Not oh, at that okay. time because this was before I owned my cab company, and this was oh. before this was before we after our we owned our company and we were invited back into the yellow cab fleet, and we insisted on bringing our vans with us. I was the first operator to have a non-accessible cab in the yellow cab of Broward fleet thank you very much I actually brought three of them in and uh, and they fought me every step of the way for years even when I wanted to replace them oh no Ed you can't replace it why not we uh, it's an insurance issue why too many people too many people in the van I was told this I said and yet we have documented proof of drivers being involved in accidents with six and seven people in a Crown Vic that can only legally hold four passengers. I witnessed a guy have an accident. Six people got out of the, the cab. And I say, he says, oh, you be my witness, blah, blah. I said, yeah, sure, but you got to make sure they tell you tell them you had six passengers. And he did. And the next night they gave him a brand new car. So when they threw that out at me, oh, it's too many. No, no, no. That's that's an argument that, you know how many groups of five and six are out there that, you know, anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I could go for days. Uh, we, 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 uh, at John's behest, we, we have a lot today. A lot of it's quick. And we're actually going to group, we're act, we've actually grouped some stuff together. Uh, ooh. Ooh. So we're gonna start with the, with the big orange guy, okay? And let's let's start with uh, Trump finally admitting that he lost the 2020 election. You ready for this, John? I am ready. All righty. And so we started building, and we built almost 500 miles of wall. Uh, certain sections that you couldn't get rights to, and now we right. have rights. And. Uh, had they had we won the election, it would almost be it would be completed by now. Had we won the election, I'd say First that's bullshit. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll call bullshit on that. All sure. right. But that phrase right there, had we won the election, mm-hmm. so now, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's phase one. 
of Trump turning into, I don't want to say a full-blown human being, but uh, not quite as, he must not have been feeling well. So anyway, so he admits to that he lost the election. And then there was this. Vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917, remember the Spanish flu, killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were so. A lot of people don't know that. The soldiers got so sick. It was a terrible thing. There were no vaccines. There were no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines. Mm. All are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years. And, and yet we more saved- people have died under COVID this year, by the way, yeah. under Joe Biden. Than under you, and more people took the vaccine this year. So people are questioning how. Well, no, the vaccine worked, but yeah. some people aren't taking it. the ones. The ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. All right. So at the very end, there, at the very that, end, Donald Trump. Yes, believe it or not, that was Donald Trump, uh, basically telling his supporters that no, the vaccine works, and it's the unvaccinated that are having the problems. As Candace Owens sat there, desperately put 40 pounds of beef on the end of a hook to bait him, and he didn't go for it. By the way, just a couple of side notes there. The uh, That war was 1918, you nitwit. He keeps saying 1917, or the Spanish flu. No, the flu. It was 1918, not 1917. And I love the, uh, I came up with, with three vaccines. You came yeah. up with, you, you came up with buckus, Okay. You came up with nothing, so uh, so there you go. So now, so now we've got we've got uh, Trump admitting he lost. He's admitting that the vaccine is a good thing. He's admitting that his uh, his followers. Well, he didn't say this in so many words, but to his followers, what they're hearing is, "Wait a second, you've been." You've been screaming all along that this is bad. This is the other thing is bad, and and now you're turning around on us. So, and then we have this lovely young lady. Well, let let's we have a summary here from I if I remember correctly, this is from Don Winslow. So here's a very brief summary of everything that's going on. This Christmas, the Lincoln Project invites you to join former President Donald J. Trump in receiving a full suite of COVID vaccinations, including a booster. Just like Donald Trump, you and your loved ones will be protected from the worst risks of a deadly COVID infection. Vaccines and boosters endorsed by former President Donald J. Trump for Americans like you. Did you get the booster? Yes. Uh, that was the Lincoln Project. My apologies. Uh, the end there is from their uh, poorly attended uh, speaking tour, Bill O'Reilly and and the and the fat guy. Uh, did you get the booster? Yes, I did. And that's got them. That's got them going off into deep oh, space. Just... <laughs> so now, so now everybody. So now, his followers, his cult. They're they're. The next two pieces. I love this. These next two. This okay. young this young lady, if you can see it, just looking at it tells you all you need to know. But if you can't, just imagine just imagine a girl who's more concerned about her makeup than anything else. 
in the middle of winter wearing a uh, midriff. Okay. Uh, anyway, here we go. All right, guys. I know this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, and it truly does pain me to say it, but fuck Donald Trump. He is now trying to say that by us doubting the jab, that we're playing right into their hands. What? All we care about is exposing and knowing the truth. And he's going to sit here and continuously lie to us to push this bullshit narrative and the product that he wants to take full credit for. Do you guys not see the problem with this? I mean, if he truly cared about saving what's, whatever's left of this country, and if he truly cared about you, then he should be more concerned about exposing the overwhelming number of adverse reactions and deaths from the jab. But no, he continues to rally people up and, and deceive people into thinking that this is somehow good. Not to mention, he's now claiming that he got the booster, which I don't know if that's true or not. But regardless, why is he still touting this product that's killing people? I don't care if you're left or right. These are wings of the same evil bird. And we have to remember that the whole goal is depopulation by shooting you up with their experimental poison. And a lot of you are probably going to say, oh, well, I don't care what he does because this is about medical freedom as long as we have the choice. He's not even giving you the choice. If you go to his hotel in New York, you have to show proof of papers. So how can you continue to blindly defend this man? I don't get it. Make it make sense, please. Trump do some great things while in office? Absolutely. Was I a supporter? I was a huge one. But there's no denying that what he is doing is evil. And if we continue to just support someone that does not have our best interest, then that makes us no better than the left. We have to be willing to come out and state when there's a problem. And I personally think that there is a huge problem. So it's time to stop trusting the plan. It's time to wake the fuck up because nobody is coming to save you. And this is 100% on us. Well, 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 it, it seems the tide has turned. <laughs> Donald Trump is evil and a liar. Welcome, 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 my dear, to the world of the, of the living, to the world of the... Some of us have known that for quite some time. All this does is just proves my point about Donald Trump, that Donald Trump did not create this group of loonies that are out there, did not create the Alex Jones of the world, which we got a clip of him coming up here next. Uh, he did not create those people. He saw an opportunity. He saw an opportunity to get on that train. Mm -hmm. That's what he did going into the 2016 election. That train needed, needed a, a conductor, and he was there for it. Uh, John yeah, just did. mentioned Alex Jones. We're going to finish up this little portion by, uh, oh, this is, this is my favorite, bar none. This is an emergency Christmas Day warning to President Trump. You are either completely ignorant about the so-called vaccine gene therapy that you helped ram through with Operation Warp Speed, or you're one of the most evil men who has ever lived to push this toxic poison on the public and to attack your constituents when they simply try to save their lives and the lives of others. We're about to lay out the basic incontrovertible facts that what you told Candace Owens just a few days ago is nothing but a raft of dirty lies. There, you know, he sounds like one of those professional wrestlers. It's a conspiracy. I will get my revenge. 
He does. He sounds. He sounds like an old school professional wrestler. Right. Right. Like. No. No. I. Well. You know. They're seizing the moment. But now, the the again, the tide is turning. Uh, Trump is not saying what they want to hear anymore, or he. They're real. Actually, more to the point, they realize what a liar and a snake he is. Trump does and says what's good for Trump. And if you listen to him over the years, even long before he he ran for office, there there's no denying that it's all about Trump. There's no, uh, you know, uh, just listen to him. Before before he started all this crap, he was center left at best. Yes, yes, as yes, far yes. as his politics mm-hmm. were concerned, and he. Yeah, it's like I it's like I've tried to, to, to say. He he's an opportunist. Yep. Uh, and uh, he saw a bunch of dumbasses who didn't seem to be uh, didn't seem to be represented, and he was he was there to jump on that uh, jump on that train. And now he he he's looking at his quote unquote legacy. Uh, if, if you will, if you can, if you can imagine Donald Trump having a le- legacy, but he's looking at that. Sure, and he's looking. You know, where am I? Where am I going to be when it comes to history? Right now, he's realized how serious this uh, this uh, pandemic has become, uh, and he's realizing, hey, you know, I better. Uh, I better get on board with this. I better get on board. Otherwise, my legacy is going to be down there in the toilet where it belongs. Well, it's going to be there anyway. You got the January 6th commission, blah, blah, blah. All this is coming well, out. That, that's, the, that's the other thing is I, I see him somehow now all of a sudden desperately trying to trying to distance himself from that mob. Well, he's been trying to do that for a little bit of a while now. and uh, But no, yeah. now he's coming right out and saying it. Uh, you know, because now, now he's got them. Uh, you know, well, well, the the vaccine is bad; it'll kill you. And Trump's saying, no, no, it won't. It's actually good for you. Now, now they're upset. Now they're. I'd be upset too because I've been following this nitwit blindly uh, for at least the past two years, and now he's changed his mind. And mm-hmm. now, and now we're so stupid. And by the way, I, I, I came across a quote, an old quote today, which applies here. And it's from Mark Twain. Never argue with stupid people. They will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so that's, I mean, look, I went through this again this week with somebody. You know, because, by the way, I'm scheduled to get my booster on Tuesday. So, uh, uh where was I? I'm tired of arguing with people, with, to yeah. be honest with you. You got into it with somebody... Uh... Well, I mentioned it to somebody, and, and it was like, well, what's the difference? If you're vaccinated and a booster, you can still get it. Uh, yeah, but you're not getting it as severe. So the unvaccinated can get it, and most of them aren't getting it severe, so what's the point? And and it's like, okay, I, I just I can't anymore. I just can't. Okay, fine. You do you. Okay, now look, this past week and the following week, next week, I am pretty much on lockdown, self-imposed lockdown. I go back to work for a week on the 3rd of January. 
I'll be once again in the bubble. I'll be tested every day. Um, at that point, I will be triple vaxxed. Um, so, and then uh, probably for the rest of the month, I'll just be, you know, I'll be going out to do what I got to do, uh, masked up and all that. I don't want this thing. I don't care how less severe it is. I don't want it. I know a cold won't kill me. I don't want that either. Um, by the way, to the person who about a week or so ago said in my presence, well, it's just a simple cold. Have you ever stopped to think about why there's no cure for the common cold? Because it's not the same cold all the time. It's not simple at all. It's not. Yeah. There's nothing simple about it, which is why there's no cure. They, you can only go after the symptoms because you don't know yeah. from year to year what this thing is going to be. Uh, so, so we got that. Symptoms of it is the symptoms are a little different all the time, and and yeah, you just look. I don't. I'm not as concerned about getting it. I've come to the realization that eventually we're all going to wind up getting it. it just, I've said, and I've said that for a while. And I've heard that from a number of people this week. And, and, and I've heard it from doctors and, and all that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to respectfully say, no, I don't want it. Just like the people who don't believe in it. And by the way, uh, we're, we're now at a point where COVID-19 has joined the, the likes of Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny as being a mythical character. Now you can believe in it, or you can not believe in it. Yeah. And guess what? You may not believe in COVID, but COVID believes in you. Believes in you. No. You better Listen, believe it. I am I'm happy. I'm very happy for you that you are able to stay at home right and and right. self isolate i'm very happy for you right i wish everybody had that same option no i understand uh, i'm i'm in a position where uh i can do it and i can do it very comfortably thank you very much uh again not everybody can and i understand that not i not everybody can but of course, we're now at that stage of, of civilization where it's screw you. It's all about me. I do nobody any good if I'm uh, nothing personal, John. But I've been saying screw you for damn near five years. By the way, big five, five years, big five year anniversary coming up in about uh, six weeks, give or take. We've been doing this for five years. Damn close. Damn that close. Is- that is scary. Are we going to count the little vacation we took for about a month? Sure. Are we going to count because, that? Because remember, we also did a couple of months of nightly shows, too. So we this is ca- true. We caught up. We're, we're right now, I think we're at three uh, 357. I'm going to look, and I can get that piece of information right now. We are at show number three. This is show 358, to be quite honest. How about that? How about them apples? Yeah? 300 Who'd have thunk it? The first we started doing this. The first time I called into uh, Lightbulb Radio, I'd uh, 25 watt Lightbulb Radio that John was on. Yeah, it is like he, he called in. 
Now I wanted I want everybody to understand the history here. He called in. Yeah, okay, we had a decent conversation. It was all about the industry. We didn't even fall into any oh, no. rabbit hole as far oh, no. as Trump or any other politics or anything like that. Trump wasn't president. Then he called, yeah, but he was still running. Yeah. Well, maybe. Anyway. And then then he then he called in in the next the next week's show. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, Good Lord, is anybody else going to call in for crap? <laughs> nope. So, and then I said, geez, well. For, for, I called him five weeks in a row. And then I said, well, geez, you're going to call in every week. Why don't you, uh, why don't you come join me? And then he, he was all gung-ho about it at first. And then I get a call or get a text or a tweet a, uh, uh, a week later saying, well, I don't think I can do that. Remember you do it? Remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, you said I can't. You had something come up. Okay. And then, and then all of a sudden, oh wait a minute! Hey, you know I run this. I, I run this really cool radio station here, and it's it's a hell of a lot better than Blog Talk Radio. And uh, well, then the rest is like they say, the rest is history. Radio TFI since Cincinnati. So. Before we get to, before we get too far along here, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the Kim Potter verdict. Oh yes, uh, yes by the all means. Uh, manslaughter uh, trial. Uh, Kim Potter uh, accused of uh, of killing uh, Dante Wright, a, a black motorist. Who? Um, no, no. Be, be clear. This was a police twenty year veteran. Right. Field training officer. Right. Okay, this is so let's let's make sure we have everything in yeah, in the package. Yes, I, right. I, I totally get you. Um she says she went she meant to pull her taser. She yeah. actually wound up pulling out her uh, service uh her service <coughs> weapon. Excuse me. Uh she uh shot and killed Dante Wright. She was found uh, guilty. Two counts of uh, of uh, manslaughter, first mm-hmm. and second degree manslaughter. What I what I found interesting with that is is that the jury came up with the conviction on the second degree manslaughter this last Tuesday, and then for whatever reason they still went into deliberation about the first degree uh, manslaughter charge. And uh, they uh, they came back with the guilty uh, verdict on that. On uh, I want to say that was Thursday that uh, and the, the verdict was read and whatnot. I am not going to lie; I'm a little surprised. Oh, you know, by the verdict. Yeah, I because I honestly, I honestly think that it was a lot different. A lot different situation than what happened with uh, uh, Derek Chauvin with George Floyd. Uh, it, it, it's I'm going to I'm I'm going to jump in here for a second. Of course, yeah, it's different, but it's also the same. Chauvin clearly, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, uh, clearly that 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 could only go one way. Oh, absolutely. With with Potter, now first off, nobody denied that she shot him. Even her, 
I mean, it's clearly obvious. There's no, oh, I didn't do it. Somebody else pulled the trigger. No, no, no. First off, she's a 20-plus year vet and a field training officer. She could have stopped that stop, ended that, that stop anytime. Now, I understand uh, the kid was wanted or he had warrants or whatever. He had some warrants, yeah. He had some warrants. I'm not saying he was an angel. But this goes back to, do we really need to be pulling people over for expired tags? Do we really need to be pulling people over for an air freshener hanging from the from the mirror? Now, I understand these can be considered quality of life crimes. Um, but, you know, look, it, it, if your tag is expired by... I would say a month. Well, you don't need to be pulled over. You know, for whatever reason, you haven't done it yet. Maybe it didn't show up in the mail. <clears throat> Excuse me. And by the way, if a cop wants to, they can check to see if it's actually valid or not. Just right. because the sticker's not on it does not mean it hasn't been done. Right. Second off, do we really need the cops to do a traffic stop on what is essentially an administrative process. I, I mean, really all they've got to do is just chill for a little while and if come push comes to shove, have a have a tow truck on the ready. But eventually he's gonna have to park that car sometime. Well yeah, but I'm but again I'm saying now if you're driving around you you can we can play with the number but you know, if something's been expired for four months, six months, I, you know, I don't even know that, you know, look, I understand there are people out there that abuse the system and it doesn't matter. And you got a lot of cops can't even see, look, on a New York state tag, you can't see from the back whether the registration, there's no sticker on the tags. Everything is on the windshield. Right. So you can't, yeah, you can't even tell from the back whether that tags unless you run the tag and if you're running the tag you know look i'm not gonna if you're looking for somebody if somebody is wanted you can yes you can find out what car is theirs but running a tag is not going to tell you who's in the vehicle exactly an expired tag, yes. There have been some famous cases where a little innocuous thing has led to an arrest. Uh, the, the son of Sam Keller here in New York back in the 70s. It was a traffic, it was a parking ticket that led to him. Uh, Al Capone, how'd they finally get him into prison? Tax, taxes. The fact that he killed a gazillion people, they could never pin that on him. The taxes, they sure could. So... Yeah, getting back to Kim Potter, oh, you know, she did the oh, oh boo-hoo and couldn't find a tear. Lots of whinging, though, as we used to call it here back in the day. Uh, and she pulled she pulled the Rittenhouse defense. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, bearing in mind, she'd been a cop longer than Rittenhouse has been alive. Stop and think pretty about much. That. Not pretty much, exactly as much. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I... And, and then what I learned about what happened after the fact, that there was no attempt to see if, uh, what was his name? I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. I'm drawing a blank. 
Young oh, man. talk about Dante Wright. Dante Wright, and I apologize for that, but uh, there was no attempt to render aid to Dante Wright. It was all about her. I'm going to prison. I'm the the other two cops tending to her. Meanwhile, there's a guy bleeding to death. Yeah. It. Uh, I'm. I'm still surprised. I think just. Uh, I think it's uh, had has my surprise uh, lies more in just the the fact that there was a lot of sentiment out there about the you know the whole the defense played the whole Dante Wright killed Dante Wright. No. You know his actions, him fleeing. Um, Did he flee? He tried. Okay. He he tried. He attempted to get back in the car and drive away. Okay. Now that actually brings me to a point which I, I've mentioned before on here. If you know you got a situation where that's a possibility, why don't you have that car boxed in? Why yeah. don't you have a squad on one bumper in the back, one bumper in the front? Where's he gonna go? Where then is where's he if he gets back in the car? Where's he gonna go? Why aren't you uh, taking the keys if you've got three or four officers there? Why isn't somebody taking another the keys good, out? Another I mean, good point. Exactly. That, it, that should that should that should have been one of the first things they did. Of course. Then again, why are you pulling over for an air freshener? Let's get there. You go. If we, if we're gonna go this, what could have happened? Why are you pulling him over for an air freshener? And again, I'm not going to pretend to know all the details of the case. I do not. I do not. But uh, so she got sentenced to what was it? Twelve years, almost thirteen years. She had, no, she hadn't been sentenced yet. Sentencing isn't. Uh, oh, I thought she was. Isn't no, that's not until February. Uh, uh, it'll be after after our birthdays. I think February twelfth is what I is what I heard as far as her sentencing. Um, the standard uh, the recommended sentencing for first degree manslaughter is uh, I believe 17 years okay. if I'm not by Minnesota statute she's not going to get that much time no I wouldn't there are so. people are, there are people already calling that she should just get probation for this oh no which I think is ludicrous no 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 um, no this but was- she has she has an impeccable record. You know, let's 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 call it what it is. Before this happened, she she had a spotless record. Um, there are, there's speculation with within those within the legal community who say that she might do five to seven years. Mm-hmm. Well, well, here's what we have to keep in mind. As far as I'm concerned, we give these people this power and authority to go out and enforce our laws. Now, let's be realistic. A good number of these folks abuse that power and authority. All you got to do is look <laughs> look around New York City, look at look at all the the way the police park their work and personal vehicles on sidewalks, blocking crosswalks and all that. It's because we're above the law. You can't question a cop here about anything. Although I will say I was in a situation about a month ago I was picking up some food at a restaurant, and there were two officers there, and one of them wasn't wearing a mask. I said, "Excuse me, officer, aren't uh, isn't it the city mandate, police uh, department policy that you have to wear a mask indoors while on duty?" And he, to to his credit, 
he said, oh, you're right, and he put the mask right on. To his credit. You didn't, get, you didn't get the billy club upside the head. I, didn't, I did not get pistol whipped, which is what I was expecting, And you know, but uh, to his credit. But anyway, we give these people a lot of power and a lot of authority. With that comes, look, you, you can only quote the Spider-Man movie, you know, or the Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. And the, 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 one of the greatest lines ever written, thank you, Stan Lee. Uh, but you cannot allow them to abuse this. There are extenuating circumstances all over the place for different things, and that's fine. Qualified immunity's got to go. That's got to go. Officers need to be held responsible when they do stupid sh- stuff. Yeah. So you're you're absolutely right. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, what do you say we bust open a bag of chips? Let's bust open the chips. Uh, let's see. Let's go with science. 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 It'll be over my dead body that I'll have to get a shot. You really can't write this shit. Whether it's Rand Paul or Psycho Soccer Mom, it's the same old BS. I represent science. We know more than the scientists. Dr. Fauci says he is the all-powerful. The man now believes he's a deity. L'estasse moi, I am the state. Almost two years into this, 1,300 people are dying each day. We're on our way to a million dead Americans, and Republicans are still lying to you. He represents Joseph Mengele, uh, the the Nazi doctor. Fox employees? They're mandated to be vaccinated, yet they tell you to fight vaccines, masks, and mandates. They're killing you for money. If this guy tells you the vaccine doesn't work because he has to keep getting boosters, ask him if the same logic applies to his cholesterol medicine, his blood pressure pills, or Viagra in a shriveled little pecker. Science saves lives. Fox takes lives. It'll be over my dead body. Don't try to make me feel better. Tick-tock, mother damn right. Where's Kamal? Storm in the Capitol. High five. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Good old Sarah Palin. You know, over my dead body, when I first saw that clip, I said Keith Olbermann had retweeted it, and his reply to it was, it seems a little extreme, but hey, you do you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Fine, you know. Uh, We have, we actually have that. Here, let's... uh, as we, as we talk about where is she here's Palin over my dead body get a load of this load of crap and I will it'll be over my dead body that I'll have to get a shot I will not do it yeah I know and um, you know I think if enough of us though <clears throat> rise up and say no enough is enough there are more of us than there are of them uh bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. There are not. First off, there are not more of you than anybody else. You're a, you're a vocal little minority, but uh, that's it. That's because we're we're basically wimps and we don't speak out when we should. And second off, um, the whole rising up to them. Hmm. What does that sound like? Some kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Insurrection. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kadamba, and. Uh, you think of uh, I want you to imagine a world right now. I want you I want you to go back in your mind back in 2000 the year 2008. 
when we elected this country elected its first black president of a class act in every way Barack Obama he went up against another in my opinion another class act in John McCain by the way sir that 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 was Barack Hussein Obama thank you very much oh well geez pardon me you know, so maybe maybe not yes yes it was uh <clears throat> excuse me we've we've discussed that on uh good I, I know where you're going with this but go right ahead Imagine a world where if, uh, and I think it was a desperation ploy, unfortunately, on McCain's part uh, to try to energize a part of the Republican base by uh, bringing on Sarah Palin. But you imagine where we'd be in this country had uh, Sarah Palin's face not seen the light of day. But let's say that he would have picked, oh, I don't, I don't know. Mitt Romney. Pick any Mitt Romney. Yeah, there, there, yeah. There you go. That's a good that's that we can just jump off right there. What if you had picked somebody like that instead of Sarah Palin? And this whole this whole group of individuals uh would have never seen the political light of day. <sighs> could you imagine could you imagine the world we'd be in right now? Well, they wouldn't have seen the uh the national spotlight. Palin had been governor of Alaska for like six or eight months, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. So she was a good place for. Her. <clears throat> yes. Now, now to be fair, we would have missed Tina Fey's brilliant impression of her, which well, was very, which was very funny. And uh, you know, I can see Russia from here. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I can't laugh enough. Can't laugh enough. Yeah. Uh, or on a clear on a clear day, I can see Winnipeg from here. So, <laughs> actually, on a real clear day, I can see the Queen of All Hacks. Really, Christine Hubbard. Yeah, really? on a real clear day. Really, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I am duly impressed. Uh, actually, I've been trying to put some stuff together. She's been having her hands full up there in beautiful. Toronto, Canada, and uh, we really need to talk about what she's going through. That then maybe next week. Hopefully, we'll have something put together for next week. But uh, do not forget about what goes on. She's fighting that fight every day. She's in the trenches. Just because mm-hmm. we don't we don't mention her every week, does not mean we're still not duly impressed by everything she does. Especially Absolutely. especially for her company, her city, her drivers, and everybody around her. There there is no question. That, and this is all seriousness, we feel fortunate and honored to even be very marginally connected with that woman. Absolutely. So, uh, we Absolutely. got we got a few minutes left. Oh, here's another woman. Here's a woman that feels she is the voice of Americans. It's your girlfriend, John. It's MTG. Yeah. No, I'm actually the voice for most Americans because people agree with me. And t- <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, no, we don't. No, no, just no. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll, I think I'll in, instead of M, uh, M, MPG, I think I'll have MG, MGD. I think I, I like that better. Miller Gold Light. 
Uh, no, uh, Miller. Uh, MTG. Uh, Miller just, Genuine Draft. And, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, MGD. That was, hey, that was my beer of choice back when. Well, back there you many, go. Many, many years ago. There you go. Uh, speaking of uh, Omicron and COVID-19, uh, Steve Hofstetter, a very, very funny man, professional comedian, professional laugh getter put this on twitter the other day i was thinking today that i have never burnt to death oh my god i must have a natural immunity to fire or maybe i've just not been on fire and assuming that i have natural immunity to something dangerous without knowing for sure is really really effing stupid pretty much (laughs) i hadn't thought about it in those terms until i said i've never burnt to death hence you're talking about your false equivalencies Mm-hmm. You know, hence, uh, you know, I've never drowned, so, I, you know, I must be okay in water. You can go on and on and on from there. And uh, what do we got coming up in hour two, John? What do we got coming up in hour two? Good Lord. You know, he's just... You, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for you. How so? I, I really do. I at least am tied <laughs> with... That inanimate object that you invited into our our little uh, foray here. You know he kicked our ass last week. Oh, I know he did. He kicked it and then some. <laughs> yeah, I am tied with this ina- with this inanimate object. You're looking at the tailpipe, my friend. <laughs> I am, in fact, eating his dust. There's. Good Lord. Who invited him into this? Huh? Who invited who, who thought this would be a good idea? Well, this is the monkey wrench in the plans that uh Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I've I've seen his script for, for the for the pick segment. It's uh it's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be pretty. I'd I'd put on your armor, pal, because it's it's gonna get pretty Of course we're we're speaking of Gerald, the uh, computer that wore tennis shoes who is now currently tied with John Shannon for the lead. <laughs> they each have 22 points, and I'm sucking up the rear is, with 20. Which is pathetic in its own right. 22 <laughs> points at this point in time in the in the season. You know, I haven't weren't checked. We up around, weren't we're in, we up around 40 or so last year? I think we finished, we finished in the 40s. And even with the extra picks this year, like the division winners and the wild cards and all that, it's unless we all start going for three, we're, we're, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. I think be. we're f. I think we're f u c t. To be honest with you. Uh, I okay. All right. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go yeah, with well, that. We got about a minute here before we uh, go to the top. Of the so hour we're, we're not even. Not even that long, my friend. Mere seconds, yeah. just mere seconds. Okay. You'll know in about ten seconds. So that's where um, we are. So eight, join seven. join us in hour two. <laughs> All right, well, you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Uh, believe it or not, we'll be back.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. George, we've got a problem. There's a memo here accounting telling me there's no such thing as the human fund well there could be but there isn't well i i could um i could give the money back yeah george i don't get it there's no human fund those donation cards were fake you better have a damn good reason why you gave me a fake Christmas gift. Well, sir, I, I gave out the fake card because, um, I don't really celebrate Christmas. I, um, I celebrate Festivus. Feminist. Festivus, sir. And, uh, I was afraid that I would be persecuted for my beliefs. They drove my family out of Bayside, sir. You making all this up, too? Oh, no, sir. Festivus is all too real, and I could prove it if I have to. Yeah, you probably should. Happy Festivus! George, this is a surprise. Who's the suit? Yo, Dad, this is my boss, Mr. Kruger. Have you seen the pole, Kruger? Yeah, he doesn't need to see the pole. Then. He's going to see it. <laughs> Happy Festivus! Hammer, hammer. Time to go home. What are you doing here? Bracing my roots. They nailed you on the 20 G's? Busted cold. It's made from aluminum. Very high strength to weight ratio. I find your belief system fascinating. <laughs> hey! Happy Festivus, everyone! <laughs> Hello again, Miss Bennis. What are you doing here? damnedest thing. Uh, me and Charlie were calling to ask you out, and uh, we got this bagel place. I told them I was just about to see you. It's a Festivus miracle! It's ready! Let's begin. Dr. Van Nostrand. Huh? Oh, that's right. Welcome, newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. You, Kruger, my son tells me your company stinks. Oh, God. Quiet, we'll get yours in a minute. Kruger, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. Jerry. Gwen, how did you know I was here? Kramer told me. Another Festivus miracle. 
I guess this is the ugly girl I've been hearing about. Hey, I was in a schwitz for six hours. Give me a break. Gwen. Gwen, wait! Ah! Bad lighting on the porch. Hey, how did my horse do? He had to be shot. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. This year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Oh, gee, Frank, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I have to work a double shift at H&H. I thought you were on strike. Yeah, well, I caved. I mean, I really had to use their bathroom. <laughs> Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little... <laughs> out there. Hey, Kramer, you, you can't go. Who's gonna do the feats of strength? How about George? <laughs> Good thinking, Cougar. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Oh, please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble! I think you can take him, Georgie. Hey, come on. Be sensible. Stop crying and fight your father. Ow! Ow, I got This is I the guess. best festival oh, ever! Alright, and welcome back to hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network where once again I am broadcasting live from the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota and over there way over there in Queens, New York in the uh, Radio TFI executive tower the uh, what was it you called that? the chief the what uh, provocateur I just want to say chief provocateur Ojan, think of agent. It's spelled agent, but you pronounce it with a very fancy French kind of word. Is Ojan provocateur? Ojan provocateur. Ah, wee oui, wee, oui. bravo! Wow, yeah. I just I just got done wee oui, wee. Oui. I'm sorry. I don't well, want to do it again. I'm trying to don't that's, dribble. That's where these breaks come in handy. Don't dribble. Anyways, <laughs> well, shake it more wee. than tw- shake it more than twice. You're playing with it. Don't you worry about how many times I'm shaking. <sighs> Just introduce me. <laughs> it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Thanks again for joining us here on the Big Hour Two. Uh, you, we just played our our uh, our tribute to all holidays with the famous Festivus uh, <laughs> scenes from from the old Seinfeld show, or as my aunt Lorraine likes to call it, Steinfeld. How she gets Steinfeld, I don't know, but she does. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have feats of strength here right after we uh, we go off the air. And, of course, we do 52 weeks of airing of grievances. So it's it's kind of like it's always Festivus around here. Wouldn't you say there, young Mr. Shannon? I'm going to get something off my chest real quick. I hope it's not your way. shirt. I hope it's not your shirt. Seinfeld incredibly overrated possibly but that's a funny bit Festivus I have never 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 been a fan come on Jerry Stiller Festivus a holiday for the rest of us man you're cold cold one thing I think that I think that Jason Alexander is completely irritating really well that's in every in, in any role he's ever played oh even on game shows, 
He is just completely irritated. I I believe we are in the uh, airing of grievances portion right now. (laughs) What do we used to call that? Kvetching? Kvetching. Venting. (laughs) Kvetching. Yes, you are very very much into the kvetch thing. Oh, good. I was never a fan. I don't think I've watched one episode from beginning to end. That's fair. That's fair, but we just felt in the spirit of the holiday that there was nothing more appropriate than Festivus. For for those that are not big fans of the holiday season, Festivus just rolls right in there. It, it fills a void. I'm not a big, not a big fan of the season myself. Well, well, Jesus, I... you're, you're ideal for Festivus then. What? You're doing airing of grievances? No, I wasn't airing any grievances. I just think that think that Christmas is overrated too. So. That's a grievance. You're, no, that's just an opinion. That's not a grievance. That's, that's when that's a grievance. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, come on, let's stop putting off the inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting our asses handed to us by an inanimate randomized Yes we are. Computer. Yes, we are. <laughs> Let's just do it, huh? What do you say? Let's just do it. It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Who should eat that one? What? I said, at least you're getting that right. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Each week, John, three yards in a cloud of dust, Shannon, Gerald, the computer who wears tennis shoes, and I, least choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion. If we have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 well. What a what a week we had last week, wouldn't you say, John? Would you not yeah. say that? It's uh Oh, we, we need to put put the card up on the uh, big screen there. Yeah, yeah, and, wee uh, wee. Yeah, wee wee. So there we go, and uh, these are the current standings. Uh, John and I are, are getting our, uh, well, I had it up there. I had it up there, gosh darn it, there we go. That's what we want to see. John, I should not be, do- I should not be doing this. I have it set up so it shouldn't do that, but anyway... And it keeps doing it. Suffice, suffice it to say that we're getting our asses I kicked. Tied, I am tied with an with an inanimate object that uses random picks yes. to pick his games. Yes. And the score is 20, 22 points apiece for John and Gerald, the uh, the the computer who wears tennis shoes. And I am uh, following behind with a mere 20 points. So let's take a look at how we did last week. 
Well, well, well. John, John managed to pick up one point. Uh, his home team, Chicago. Uh, Chicago. The Minnesota Vikings. Man, where am I today? They managed to uh, beat up on the Bears. Uh, he, uh, he sucked wind with my Dolphins. Uh, they didn't cover. It was a nine and a half point spread and they did not cover. Uh, I just, I whiffed completely. I just, I was just, there was nothing there for me. Absolutely nothing. Uh, and then Gerald. Gerald not only swept the board. Uh, he, he went for two. Managed to get that. Picked New Orleans. Getting 13 or 4, I forget how many points. And New Orleans, what do they do? They shut out Tampa Bay without scoring a touchdown. My, oh my, oh my. How does that happen? How does that happen? So anyway, here we are, week 16. We're three games into the week already. By the way, on my personal picks, I am 3-0 and so far for the week. I picked the first three games of the week uh, correctly. So let's move on to week 16. John Shannon, let's go with your first pick. My first pick, uh, where Buffalo heads into uh, New England, the Patriots are a two-point favorite. I'm going to take the Patriots, giving up two points. Very good, very good. The uh, the Detroit Lie Downs visit Atlanta to play the Falcons. Amazingly, what does this say about Atlanta? Detroit's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's not stopping me, though. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons and getting six-and-a-half points. Uh, Gerald, let's... Uh, oh, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me slow your roll here just a second. You're saying the, were the, the Falcons the favorite or were the Lions the favorite? The Lions are the favorite. And I triple-checked that. On, on the road. On the road. On the road, yes, sir. You were just handed a gift. I'm sorry. I, 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 I hope so. I hope so. All right. Are we ready? Are you buckled in? Because I get a feeling this isn't going to be pretty. Mm. All right, Gerald, let's hear your first pick. Good morning, gentlemen. What a wonderful holiday week, wouldn't you say? My football stocking overflowed with gifts. Would either of you care to use your coal to warm the studio? Let's get on with the picks, shall we? I went against the Tampa Bay Brady Bunch last week, and won. This week they visit the Carolina Panthers. The Bucks bounce back from last week's shutout while giving up 10 points. Give me those Buccaneers. Well, there you go. He likes he, he's he's going back with Tampa. He's picked them quite a few times this year. John, then let's go with your second pick. Secondly, here uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chiefs are eight and a half point favorite. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. I'm going to take uh, my Chiefs, who seem to be on a roll, and uh, I was a little worried about them earlier in the season, but I I have a feeling that uh, they're firing on all cylinders now. So. I'm taking the uh, Chiefs, giving up eight and a half. All right. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of trouble this week finding games that I liked to put into the into the competition here. And, and there was really, really, I honestly, I, I couldn't come up with three games. So these are, I, I'm not making excuses, but I will fall back on it next week when I lose my ass. Uh, but I'm going with the New York Football Giants, plus 10 at Philadelphia. And the Giants have been getting their ass kicked. And how do I know? Because my Dolphins kicked their ass. Uh, 
So, uh, Giants plus 10 at Philly. And, uh, Gerald, your uh, second game? Game 2. The Denver Broncos helped last week by losing to Cincinnati. Today, I like them over Las Vegas so much I'm going for 2. Denver minus 13 and a half points. Wow. Going for 2. Mm-hmm. That's ballsy. That's ball. That's Gerald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go down with your final pick. Lastly, this one scares me. It should. Uh, this, th- this one, this, this one, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of praying, which is something I don't do to begin with. But uh, you're going to be down on that bad knee, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Rams go into uh, Minnesota as three and a half point favorites, and understandably why, considering that. Uh, another one of the Vikings players, Dalvin Cook, another anti-vaxxer, uh, their top running back, who is the team captain. Get me started on that. That's mm, no, not. Uh, but anyways, uh, Vikings are three and a half point dogs. I'm going to take the Vikings and pray like a son of a bitch. So uh, three and a half points, Vikings. Hopefully they win outright and maybe squeak into the playoffs. There you go. My final pick of the week, like I said, I, I was having trouble coming up with games that I felt confident about to put into the uh, contest here. And you know, I rarely do this. I rarely do this. But tomorrow night, Monday Night Football, are you ready for some Dolphins football? My fins go into New Orleans, two and a half points favorites. I mean, you know I'm taking my fins. By the way, tomorrow night, will be the Miami Dolphins 86th Monday night football game leading all other teams uh, the next closest is Dallas with 83 San Francisco with 79 Pittsburgh 76 and then Denver and Washington each with 75 appearances on Monday night football how about that huh Gerald let's wrap it up what do you got for us finally the Chicago Bears travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks once again, I'm going for two. I'll give up 13 and one half points against Dar Bears. Eat my dust, losers. And to everyone else, Happy New Year. See you in 2022. He's getting a little cocky, don't you think? He's getting a I, little. I, yeah, I think we need to disconnect his circuits or something. <laughs> He's uh, he's just a little so. So there you have it. Let's do the quick recap here. John Shannon likes his uh, likes his Vikings uh, getting three and a half points against the visiting Rams. He likes Buffalo. I'm sorry, New England giving up two at home in Gillette Stadium against the Bills. And I'm not sure how I feel about that because I need both of them to lose. Um, Pittsburgh visits Kansas City. Uh, the Chefs, Great Googly Moogly, are eight and a half point favorites. John likes the Chefs. Great Googly Moogly. I can't say Great Googly Moogly enough. One of the greatest TV ads ever. Snickers. My picks, my picks. The uh, the uh, the absolute malaise of picks. I just was. I have, except for the final pick, I have really nothing. Nothing. I, I have no interest in these picks whatsoever. Uh, Atlanta gets six and a half points at home against Detroit. That one still puzzles me. Uh, the, the Giants, who suck, I'm 
getting 10 points in Philadelphia. Something tells me I'm going to get my ass kicked on that one. And, of course, there's my Dolphins. Go into New Orleans tomorrow night, Monday Night Football. Two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they're going to whoop some St. Ass. They've, uh, this will be uh, their seventh win in a row. Seventh win in a row. And we'll put them right up there in the midst of the wild card race. Who'd have thunk it a month or Who two did? ago? Uh, finally, Gerald. Gerald uh, goes with Tampa. Tampa Bay visits Carolina. Gerald takes uh, Brady and the bunch, giving up ten points. He's going for two with Denver at Vegas against against the Raiders, giving up thirteen and a half points uh, with Denver. And finally, his final pick. He's giving up thirteen and a half points, going for two with Seattle over. Up Bears! There you have it, kids and kittens. That will wrap up John and Ed versus the spread for this week. And uh, of course, you know when, when we talk about using actual real money to bet based on our picks, John, what do we always say about that? Can't wait till they open them up. Open up those uh, sports books in uh, Minnesota here. And there you be a matter of time, baby. There you have it. You'll all be paying the bills. That concludes John versus the Sp- John and Ed versus the spread for this week here on Radio TFI. And uh, we're going to work out this whole image thing at some point. But yeah, can you believe that the Dolphins hold the record for uh, Monday Night Football appearances? They're ahead by two games now. That's before tomorrow night. So uh, there was um, a, there was a time when the Dolphins were on Monday Night Football three times a year, which is the max uh, that you could be on. This is back when Monday Night Football was the only primetime game, and you could count, especially during the Marino years, you could count. Usually, it'd be two home games and a road game. <laughs> uh, by the way, just as a side note, before we uh, get off of the. Uh the uh, topic of the National Football League. Uh, did you did you happen to see any of that uh, that uh, game last Sunday night with the Vikings and Bears? I want to say I did. I have never in, in my life seen such horseshit officiating. And I say that with the fact that the Vikings were the benefactors of most of those horrible calls. The Bears got absolutely screwed to the to the point where they finally had to, the, the the officials finally in the second half had to uh, do a makeup call and they called uh, uh, Hendricks, one of their uh, one of their um, uh, linebackers, called him for a per, for a a uh, targeting hit uh, and they, he got wound up he got eject, or getting ejected from the game but, I, uh, I think I remember seeing that oh but and, and the sad part about it was is that wasn't that bad of a hit but uh, but it was just it was just that type of officiating all game long even to the point where they were they were throwing uh, they were throwing flags against the uh, Chicago bench against the head I forget what his name is, the head coach of the Bears. The but, Bears. Uh, but, oh my god. That if had the Vikings not had the benefit the the benefit of at least three or four horrible calls uh where they would have been free where it had been a situation where they'd have been three or three and out or at least would have had to punt. Um they lost that game against the Bears because the Bears were eating them up defensively. 
the, the bears were not letting cousins breathe whatsoever. And it was, it was a scary game. And, uh, Viking just got seriously, seriously lucky. Got, got quite the gift. Uh, let's just let's hope it's, it's it keeps up so they can make it to the playoffs. Well, <laughs> I I can't speak for your Vikings because they've got a tougher road to hoe. Uh, but with three games remaining, the Dolphins kind of have a, a little wee bit of an outside shot at uh, at winning the division let alone a wild card. We're definitely in the wild card hunt. There's no question. We have to win out. There, there's absolutely no question about that. We don't, we don't get in without winning out. We, ha- we have to win these next three games. Um, should we win? We have the Saints tomorrow night. We have the Titans next week, who, uh, who got, uh, they won. Did they win? They won last night. They beat the Cardinals. I watched that game. Good. It was an ugly game. Um, and then we, we close with New England in New England. Now, we beat New England. We sweep the series for the year because we beat them in week one. Uh, Buffalo, I don't know who. I know Buffalo has the Jets the final week. That's just by default. And I, well, they've got New England today. I don't know who they have uh, next week. So I, it's kind of a push come to, you know, I'm not really sure kind of thing with I'd like to see Buffalo lose because then we can pass them today in the standings. But then that means New England is one, which makes it tougher to catch them. So if we catch New England it's better because we've we've already beaten them. But we've got three uh, the Saints are out of it. Saints have nothing to play for at this point. I don't believe uh, it might be close which for them. Which makes them very dangerous. Which makes them very dangerous, indeed. Um, let me check that. Uh, but, you know, then, we, then we've got Tennessee, who is playing for everything. That's And, and then you've... <laughs> we, <laughs> we go in to Tennessee. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Tennessee comes to see us. But then again, that's Ryan Tannehill coming home for revenge. That's a revenge mm-hmm. game. And uh, don't get me wrong. I love me some Ryan Tannehill. I'm still sorry that he, he's gone. Uh, let's see. Right now the Titans are uh, they're 10-5. and five, They're first in the AFC South. They have a shot at the first round bye. So they're going to be playing for everything, you know, for everything they can. Now we're on the bubble right now at seven and seven. Uh, Buffalo's eight and six, and the Patriots are nine and five. So theoretically, again, we can we can rise up through this, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot, and uh, you know we got the Browns. the The Raiders are are in front of us barely. Uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and we've beaten Baltimore. We whooped them up, but real good. Uh, I think we can we can take care of the Steelers, the Charger. Uh, yeah, and now what what have you got going on? You've got, geez, you're not even there. Well, the Saints are are seven and seven. They're second behind B 
behind the Buccaneers, but Tampa's going to Tampa's going to take that division. There's no question right. about that. So the the best the Saints can hope for is is a uh, you know they got to win out. They've got to win out as well, mm-hmm. and then hope for the best. Uh, I don't even your Vikings aren't even in there. No, it's the Vikings. The Vikings are going to have to win. Oh, there they are. I'm sorry. There they are. They're currently in the in the last playoff spot. If the playoffs started today, the Vikings are. Well, first off, they they've got to win this game against the Rams. There's no two ways about it. Which I don't. I I, I down deep inside in my cackles, I don't think I don't think they're going to win this game. It's cockles. Cackles, cockles, cuckoos, cuckoos. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They're going to be playing. They're going to be playing the Packers next week. Uh, now, what all? What a lot is going to ride on next week's game, whether or not. Now, if the, the Packers have already deemed they have gotten the first round by, yes, uh, then they've clinched the division. They, so the division is they, out of it. Yeah, but they're not. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get the first round by. No, no, no. Right now, Packers are twelve and three. Uh, the second place would be the Cowboys at ten and four. Rams are ten and four. Uh, Tampa Bay's ten and four. So by by no means, although uh, Packers only have two games left. So even if they lose, they finish at twelve and five. Yeah, there's. Uh, all three of these teams could wind up at thirteen and four. Yeah, so the, the Packers still have something to play for. Yes, they do. Everybody's, which, uh, them, which makes them very dangerous at home against the Vikings in in uh, or in the next week's games. So, okay. Uh, and the, then the Vikings finish with a with a home game against the Bears, who there's no guarantee there. No, uh, it's a division this, game. This, that there is, uh, it's it's fun and interesting that the uh, that the, the season ends for the Vikings with them playing their uh, two of their division rivals, but still that's actually the plan. Uh, that's that's still the NFL came to its senses a few years back. Everybody finishes the year playing against the division opponent. You open against the division opponent. And you close your last two games. Generally, are either both against division, or two of your last three games are against division, right? Or at the very least, your next to last game is a conference game. Usually, not it doesn't always hold, but but definitely your last game. The last games of the year are are simply division games. That's how I. Anyways, that's how I knew the Bills were playing the Jets because the Dolphins are playing the Patriots, which. Uh, anyway, so it's gonna be it, it, it's gonna be a nice run down the end. I mean, I'm looking at. I think the Ravens fall off of it. They're uh, they're sucking wind so badly. Steelers, if they get in at all, they're gonna limp in. Raiders, it's amazing they are where they are at seven and seven. Broncos and Bills and the Browns. I'm sorry to see that the Browns are fading out. They they were looking good at the beginning of the year, but uh, I watched that game let yesterday and save for I mean. Baker Mayfield got picked off three times. The fourth in- interception, there should have been a pass interference call. There's no question about it against Green Bay. And this was in the last two minutes, and they were, you know, 
They were driving. They they had a shot at winning that game, and that was just a bad non-call. Um, you know, your Chiefs are going to get in there. The Titans will get in. And uh, I'm shocked at the Patriots. Patriots, made, again, the AFC East, I believe, is now going to turn back to one of the best divisions in football. That was a long time. That was a tough division to play in, especially if you were the Jets. Because Buffalo was playing well, the Dolphins were playing well, the Patriots played well. It was a, a you know, even going back to the Drew Bledsoe days with the Patriots. Uh, mm. I mean, it was a, even the Jets didn't play half bad. It was a tough division. You couldn't write off even the Jets back then. I'm just sorry we don't have the Jets and the Giants the last three weeks. That would uh, that would have been helpful. Did I mention the Dolphins hold a record for the most Monday Night Football appearances? Yes, I know, I know, I did, but I want to say it again. Why? Jesus. Why not? Seven four eight zero zero. Miami. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. That's the number if you want to join in on this uh, little fray. Listen, I want to get uh, I want to get this in real quick before we finish up here with our bag of chips. And I see something interesting in here that I didn't uh, that I didn't see um, until just now. That's one of them with uh, Cheech and Chong uh, on the front. So I'm all I'm really interested to see what that's all about. But um, I want to get this. I want to get this out real quick first. Our our good friend uh, Shaletta uh, did uh, did something did something that I thought was kind of amazing. Here, we had uh, a situation uh, a little over a week ago, week and a half ago, up in the little town of Moorhead, Minnesota. Now, for you folks that don't know about Moorhead. Moorhead is basically the sister city of Fargo, North Dakota. If you're familiar at all with that area. If you watch the um, if you watch the electric company back in the day. Yeah. It took me a long time Fargo, to fi- to figure out Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. And, and I was I like remember. I was like a teenager at the time. And I, I couldn't remember that. Fargo, North Dakota. Decoder. Very good. Uh but anyway, she, uh, there was uh, a family of seven who were overcome by uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. And so Shaletta does what Shaletta does. She got on the horn with First Alert, who makes these uh, carbon monoxide detectors, and said, you know, there are people right now, these carbon monoxide detectors are not expensive. They only run about 30 bucks, but there are some people that don't, that just don't have 30 bucks uh, you know, laying around with nothing to do. And so she reached out to, uh, to First Alert and asked them to uh, see if they, if, if they could do something, if they could supply uh, if they could uh, comp a few uh, carbon monoxide detectors, and they did, and now Shaletta had about a hundred, a uh, hundred of these uh, detectors to work with, and she's given out, to my knowledge, she's given out about seventy of them. And so on, uh, she was filling, did a little fill-in work over the this past week for a couple of different hosts, 
and apparently she still has a few of these uh, uh, a few of these uh, uh, carbon monoxide detectors available to her and she is looking for uh, people who are in need uh, to be able to to hand these out so what I what she has licensed me to do is make the announcement that all you need to do is go to shalettamakesmelaugh.com and uh, just uh, just drop in, just drop her a note, and just drop her an email. She's probably the easiest person in media to uh, to contact. You can either contact her through her email. Just go, like I said, just go through ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Uh, if it's on the, if you're on the Twitter, you can always follow her at Shaletta is funny. Uh, if, if you're in need of a, of a carbon monoxide detector, drop her a line. And she's, uh, she will do her best to get you hooked up with uh, one of these, uh, uh, one of these uh, carbon monoxide detectors that she has obtained from First Alert. So uh, good for her again. Uh, again, she Shaletta is one of these people that uh, uh, she puts her money where her mouth is uh, by, by all means. And she... Uh, uh, she's a good talker, but she's also uh, a great activist uh, for the community. Whether it's here in the Twin Cities or uh, out 200 miles away in Moorhead, Minnesota. Hats off to you, Shaletta. We love you. That's for Shaletta. You, you can do better than that. That's, that's what we have, and it's a, it's a high honor, sir. We don't... <laughs> We don't do that for everybody. Well, this is true. We don't do that for everybody. So, so yes, do what you can. Shaletta's the best. Uh, help her help people. Help her exactly. help people. So uh, I'm flipping between, I'm looking at this uh, on our video board here, and I'm mm-hmm. looking. Uh, actually, I decided that I'd like to get this out here because mm-hmm. this is uh, this kind of falls back onto the holiday season here a little bit. Uh, for those of you who have uh, seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life, and she kind of wanted to draw some comparisons to it. It's a little lengthy. It's, 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 it's lengthy by Ed's standards, but hey, uh, it passed muster with him. It got on our, it got on our video cart, so I, I definitely uh, want to bring it out here. This is our, our friend... Uh, known as Politics Girl. So I was recently wrapping presents and watching It's a Wonderful Life. It's a story of a man named George Bailey, who's disappointed that his life didn't turn out the way he thought it was supposed to, and feeling depressed that everyone seems to be having a more rewarding existence than him. When he has a financial crisis at work, it pushes him over the edge, and he finds himself on a bridge contemplating ending it all. He's interrupted by an angel, who lets him see what his life, the one he considers so small and useless, would have been like if he had never existed. George watches events that he had once been a part of now unfold without him, and he starts to see that the interactions he had, events he might have otherwise overlooked, affected other people in truly significant ways. Over the course of the film, he sees that his existence not only mattered deeply to the bigger picture, but he recognizes the importance of all the things and people in his sadness and disappointment that he had been taking for granted. Ultimately, the film isn't about the importance of one man, but about how important one person can be to the whole, 
and how essential it is to appreciate that which we have rather than focus on that which we think is missing. The whole movie reminds me of how I felt 13 years ago when I was told I was dying. I had just had a baby and I was having more and more trouble breathing. I thought I was out of shape. I was told it was postpartum. But when I couldn't walk up the stairs to my apartment without gasping for breath, I knew it was more than that. When I was diagnosed with pulmonary hypertension, they gave me two years to live. And like George Bailey, I had this profound experience where I really saw my life for what it was, not how I thought it was supposed to be, not for the aspirations I had or the ambition I believed I was failing to achieve, but for the beautiful life I'd actually built for myself. I saw my friends and family. I saw my child and my wonderful husband. And as I lay there in the hospital, I didn't mourn the fact that I'd never been a best-selling author or ended up on the cover of Vanity Fair. I was sad I would never make my son a Halloween costume, that I wouldn't be there holding his hand on the first day of school. I can tell you in all honesty, I just wanted to leave the hospital and go to the grocery store because going to the grocery store was my real life. That's what not dying Lee would be doing. In an instant, all the things I thought I needed didn't matter. I just wanted to be at home sitting on the couch with my husband. Like George Bailey, I thought I wanted this big life full of big things. But when I was faced with losing it all, I realized I already had a big life full of small things and that your life doesn't have to be big to be wonderful. I want you to remember that as you go into this holiday season. I know this has been a tough couple of years. You may feel overwhelmed right now. You might not be happy with yourself or with others. You might feel disappointed with your place in the world, but I want you to know that you matter, that your life touches others even when you don't realize it and that it's not over until it's over. I was given two years to live and here I am, not dead watching my child grow, still with my fabulous husband, and doing something I am truly passionate about. I'm still incredibly sick, but I'm not dead yet. And while I'm here, I'm gonna make the best of the life I've been given and put as much good into the world as I can. Because if we learn anything from It's a Wonderful Life, it's that what we put out in the world is what makes the difference. That we're all connected and that good begets good. And in a world with so much bad, we have a responsibility to counter that. We are what's right in the world. We lift each other up. We are the ones who will right the ship and point it in a better direction. The world needs us. The world needs you. You are important. I only wish someone had told Donald Trump that once in his miserable life. Maybe we wouldn't be here now. And once again, that is our friend politics girl i wish i knew her her real name one of these days i'm gonna to have to do a little digging on that but uh quite a quite a inspiration or inspiring excuse me little uh little uh, piece that she put together it is a little lengthy and i appreciate ed's uh uh what's the word i'm looking for indulgence oh. and thank you very good thank you I appreciate his indulgence in uh, in putting that up because uh, you know I I, I, I got to tell you there's a lot of people who for everybody that Christmas time brings uh, brings joy to their lives there are there are people and I'm going to tell you something tell you right off uh, right off the bat I'm one of them I, I Christmas means very little to me and um, and that's despite the fact that I have a lot of people in my life who are trying to 
you know, may you know, who are trying to make me in, in, enjoy Christmas, who are trying to to uh, say, well, okay, you know, we understand how you feel, but uh, but you know, you have to you have to understand there's more there's more good than there is bad, and you know, all I have to do. I don't have to go any further than uh, you know that little boy that's in the uh, in the other room, you know, Master Oliver. Uh, he is uh, uh, he has brought a lot of a lot of sunshine into my life over the last uh, couple of years. He's you realize he's going to be four years four years old here before we know it. Wow, he's almost as old as the show. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, just watching him, and actually, you know, I did something totally surprised myself yesterday. I uh, uh, I took uh, I took Granny Annie to church, and um, I decided, ah, you know, I'm gonna pop in there too. So I, I went with her to uh, to the uh, Christmas service. I didn't. It was it's it's a, a Catholic service. Uh, I'm so rusty. I'm baptized Catholic and confirmed Catholic, but I'm so rusty on their, on their chants and then on their, you know, the signs of the cross and what have you. And so I didn't, I wasn't even, I didn't even try to pretend like I knew I was doing, but I, I was just there. I was just there, you know, just there and listening and what have you. And, you know, hey, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever done. It's just I can, I can put it that way. So, uh, if nothing else, it was it was nice to be there with Granny Annie. So you know, if that's what brings her strength and brings her hope in her life, hey, you know, I'm all I'm all for it by all means. So, ah, tapping out. All right. Hey, very quickly, just I want to backtrack again because I was kind of. <clears throat> distracted by something else during it when you were d- discussing shaletta and the uh and the first alert people with with the carbon monoxide detectors did we mm-hmm. give a place that folks can donate or or participate or no this is something that she this was an arrangement that she had made with first alert okay you just reached out to them first alert has been the one that they've been donating uh their carbon monoxide detectors and as I understand the story they donated about a uh, hundred of them and she was able she wound up finding a connection for about 70 people so she got another 30 of them there or so that uh, is, is just waiting for somebody to drop her an email and say hey I need a, I need okay. a carbon monoxide detector so, okay I, I don't mean to be but I wasn't paying attention. But again, something here on the technical no, side I, I, got I, my attention. I'm glad you, glad you followed up with it. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's move on. I did this. I found very funny, very move, <laughs> very on point. Uh, this next little bit we're going to play. It doesn't matter if you can see it or not. It's suppose people treated seatbelts the way they treat the COVID vaccine. Right. Dude, don't you want to put on a seatbelt? Why? Because we might get in an accident. Okay, so if I'm wearing a seatbelt, then another car is not going to hit us? I mean, 
No, but like, if we do get in an accident, it's much less likely you're gonna get hurt or die. The big seatbelt industry doesn't wanna tell you how many people died while wearing a seatbelt, right? The truth, I've done my own research on this issue. It actually does more harm than good. Who says that it saves lives? It, statistics and safety organizations. With safety organizations funded by big auto, big seatbelt. And the government. Oh yeah, we're trusting the government now. What if the seatbelt is what kills me? It can happen, the seatbelt could just strangle you. It's almost like wearing a seatbelt's a liability. I mean, you're not supposed to put it around your neck. Does you. You can wear this little, you know, baby harness if you want, sheeple. I need there to be more research before I commit to it. Don't let yourself be brain- What? <laughs> And that's not really far from what happened when seatbelts were originally mandated uh, by law. And, oh, and John, I believe you've said you were one of those folks. Oh, you, you bet your ass I was. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's, uh, that's Walter. Oh, Matheson, I believe is his name. He's a funny guy. Funny guy. If you follow him on, on the Twitter, he's uh, he does a lot of cool stuff. He gets right up and, oh, Anyway, we'll uh, we'll just leave that be. You know who, it, who it was that really was the big push though for seatbelts was the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. But there was a reason why the insurance industry was pushing seatbelts because they didn't want to pay out anymore. They well, they didn't want to pay out, but you know what are they paying out on on injury claims because people weren't wearing seatbelts, right? So, I mean, it isn't, it isn't necessarily greed. I mean, you're still being protected, just like with the vaccination. You take the vaccination, you're being protected. Right. And that's, that's the key reason. Absolutely. I want to I wanna bust open another uh, bag of chips here, speaking of Omicron. Uh, because yeah, we just love our bag of chips, don't we, John? Yes, we do. Omicron variant has now been detected in all 50 states. Good news and bad news about Omicron. The bad news is it's everywhere, making more people sick than a James Woods film festival. Good news, vaccinations make it less severe. So why are people afraid of vaccines, but they'll eat a hot dog? And make the hot dogs juicier. For the record, mRNA is a pivotal molecule of life, the subject of applied research for more than five decades. Doritos, they have more chemicals than a Wuhan lab coat. What I'm saying is vaccines are safer than 90% of what's in America's kitchens and medicine cabinets. While Fox lies about COVID, coronavirus being so much more deadly doesn't reflect reality. They run ads for pharmaceuticals I wouldn't eat with your mouth. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts. The reason these people are afraid is because these people are cowards. Scaring the living hell out of people with this new hoax. Selling fear like Salvation Army bell ringers. Good news, vaccination. Bad news, Omicron. Worst news, Fox News. Damn right. Where's Kamal? Storm in the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. So, again, if you haven't been vaccinated, please, 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 get vaccinated now. Hashtag get vaccinated now. If you haven't had your booster yet, by all means, uh, do your level best to get that taken care of. Uh, again, I'm getting my booster on Tuesday. And the only it's for your own. It's for your own good. Absolutely. The only reason I have waited this long is I was waiting to be off from work. So, uh, and Tuesday was really, 
last week was uh, this past week was a bit of a I, I did a little research into finding out where I could go get uh, my booster and unfortunately it would have been a couple of weeks and I finally called my my doctor who I have to get a new primary care physician this is the worst office staff uh, I'm still not confident about the appointment when I uh, spoke to them on Friday they said well they'll, they'll call you a day or two two days before the appointment to confirm I said so somebody will call me on Sunday he said of course not then it won't be two days before the appointment <laughs> then they're morons and I gotta get rid of them but for right now they're serving a purpose so and it's uh, it's about a minute and a half walk from here so I can knock that out and uh, I'm willing to put up with this nonsense to get this shot we got a couple things we're gonna leave in the uh leave in the uh, till there till next week because honestly I don't want to go out on on those things so anyway so here we are we uh about seven minutes left it's our final show of 2021 and you know I and I thought about this I thought about Jesus we put together lists or things that, that were uh we important we what do you mean we would put it together Oh, I was going to mention it to you. You were going to mention that I could put it together. No. No. <laughs> not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Go ahead, Skippy. Well, I mean, okay, so I'll ask you this. What what of all the of all the news that we have uh, had to deal with here and all the things we've talked about on this show uh, over the last year? Uh, what do you think? What do you think is is number one? Well, clearly the Omicron is uh, is right up there. Keep in mind, uh, well, there's no question. January sixth, mm-hmm. that happened at the very beginning of the year, and we tend to forget stuff that happens in January. But tell me a bigger story this year. No, I, I think I think you're I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a huge story. Uh, if if I were to just for the sake of being or coming up with something different, uh, my number one would probably been the uh, the Derek Chauvin verdict. Well, uh, the whole thing. Well, because that happened. When did that happen? I don't even remember. Well, you see that the actual. Uh, he was uh, George Floyd was killed in 2020. That's right. Okay, the trial was 2020. My bad, my bad. I knew it was summer. Right, it was during during. Uh, copy that. Well, yeah, the the Chauvin trial clearly was a big deal. Certainly locally where you are, with, without question. I mean, it was a big deal to everybody, or at least it should have been. Uh, I think the I think the whole country and maybe even the whole world might have been put on notice by that verdict to be to be honest with you uh there's a lot of changes that need to be made uh and again there are a lot of police out there most police do a fine job it's the ones that that just abuse their power their authority and their position in the community that makes it tough for everybody a we need to get rid of qualified immunity 
officers have mm-hmm. to be held personally responsible. Because right now, when you sue a cop, you're not getting, you're not suing the cop, you're suing the municipality. So mm-hmm. it's the local citizens. You, the your taxpayers, pay, are the ones that are eating the the settlements. Mm-hmm. And so that the culture needs to change. And again, this uh, defund the cops. That's defund is the wrong word. It right. always has been the wrong word. We need to reallocate resources. Do you know the New York City Police Department has an over $10 billion annual budget? Overseen by no one? Jeez. There's no oversight on that. We got stuff that we, we, it's like an army. It's like an army. You know, what do we need armored vehicles for? I mean, come on. I, I'm not saying that there aren't certain things that, that we shouldn't keep in reserve, but a lot of stuff we don't need. And wasn't we got, that uh, wasn't a lot of that uh, during the Juliana uh, Giuliani era? I wasn't was, here. Uh, I wasn't uh, here. I, honestly, I don't know. But also remember, most NYPD rack up massive overtime. Whether they're actually doing anything or not is uh, being a cop in New York. You you know you're you're almost guaranteed to make over a hundred grand a year. Hey, listen, it, I, I don't... Uh... No, no, wait, let me finish. But okay. most of the, a lot of the overtime, and again, there's no oversight on that either. Most of the overtime is uh, BS overtime. Okay. How and, so, just out of curiosity? Well, I say I'm going to work four more hours, but I'm, on, I'm already on the way home. Somebody's covering for me. That's definite BS. That's definite BS. Plus, and this happens other places too, a lot of officers' pension is based on their final year of working. Really? Yeah. Or it's an average of the last five. So that last year or so, they just beat up, you know, just glom onto the overtime like it's nobody's business. So that now, you, you know, your pension is, you know, Sometimes, in some of these cases, the pension is more than their final annual annual salary. Wow. And if you retire from NYPD at 20 years, you're in your early 40s for the most part. You're going out and getting another job. I got a brother that did that. I was going to say, you could take on another career. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, as we we roll down here with about 30 seconds to go, I just want to say... I, I trust everybody. We hope 2022 would be better for all. Uh, if you're going out to enjoy yourself this holiday weekend, please be safe. We say this every year, but especially with, with the virus out there. Be safe, be careful, and have a have a good new year. Absolutely. Can't add much more to that uh, other than if you're going out reveling, don't drive. Uh, take a cab. God forbid I even say this. If there's no cabs available, truck it up and take an Uber, I guess. I don't know. Just get home safely. That's all I really care. So, for that guy over there, I'm John Shannon. I got the money. See ya!